Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere, hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Superman number 185. Cover date, April 1966. Cover price, 12 cents. Cover artists, Kurt Swan and George Klein. Edited by Mort Weisinger. Featuring Superman's Achilles heel, writer Leo Dorfman, art Pete Costanza. And Target Superman, writer Leo Dorfman, art Jim Mooney. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go go! While rescuing some stranded mountain climbers, Superman is exposed to a piece of red kryptonite, and criminals overhear Superman tell Jimmy Olsen that the red kryptonite has made one spot on his body vulnerable. Superman learns that the underworld is plotting against him and begins wearing a steel box around his right hand. The crooks think the Man of Steel is bluffing, so they shoot his other body parts, seeking the weak point. When they fail to find it, they force Superman to remove the box from his hand, and the crooks then shoot the hand with a poison arrow. Meanwhile, South American heiress Dolores Rivera comes to America, and her father tries to use his money to set her up with Superman. But Dolores finds Clark Kent far more interesting. When Superman must appear as himself and Clark at the same time, he summons robot XM-21 to take Clark's place. The robot begins falling in love with Dolores and defying Superman. Eventually, the robot reveals himself to be Valdon, Clark Kent's double in the Kandorian lookalike squad. Confused? Don't worry, Dr. Husband is back to explain everything. Is it a jet? Is it a rocket? A UFO? A missile? What's that flying through the sky? Superman, it's Superman. Streak of lightning whizzing by. Superman, it's Superman. Man of steel ten times as strong. On his way to right or wrong. Evil doers don't pass long with Superman. With his super vision, super hearing, super strength and speed. He can outrun, outthink, outjump, outblink, outfight, outkick, outsmart, outwit. Above any ten men. Any ten men? Well, twenty. A hundred, a thousand, an army, a navy, whole kid and caboodle. He'll land them all yeah! right smack on their noodle. Bullets bounce right off his skin. Superman, it's Superman. Fiery flames don't bother him. Superman, it's Superman. Bow out evil, friend in need. Ever ready to do a good deed. Leader of a great new breed. Superman! Bullets bounce right off his skin. Superman, it's Superman. Fiery flames don't bother him. Superman, it's Superman. All our evil friend in me. Ever ready to do a good deed Leader of a great new breed Superman! Superman! We're rolling. We are? Yes. Okay. Well, Superman has no weaknesses, does he? Are you going to introduce the Superman with a little, a little jingle that I can not up to? Oh, I've already played a song. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. My creative uh, juices are tapped out. Well, you need to indulge in some of this. 12 days of kitchmas. Some of this Ellie Rose Essentials Pear Vanilla Body Cream mm-hmm. with Goat Milk. This is I used fantastic. to keep that on my desk at work. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is wonderful. It's so luxurious. It smells fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, yes, 
here we are in uh, Superman issue number... 185. Where do you see that? 12 cents. Published monthly. America's greatest selling comic magazine, it says in the front. World's best selling. Uh, world's Not best just selling. America, world's. Now, it seems to me that at about this time, yes. Fantastic Four comics would have been making a similar claim to be the world's best selling comics magazine. And is Fantastic Four a DC? No. Oh, my brother. No. Well, that no, explains that's a lot. Marvel. Marvel. Um, They're not drawn. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I don't care very much for Fantastic Four, but they're sort of like somewhat inherently flawed in their in their makeup. If you How do you mean? Well, they've got a a rock man yeah. and an Elasta girl yeah. and no um, Elasta man, Mister Fantastic, Invisible oh, Girl, Invisible Girl, mm-hmm. which isn't always a great uh, you know thing, uh, uh, a super a superpower making right. oneself invisible. That, right, that's you know that's great. I can also walk out of the room, um, and be. Air quotes invisible, uh-huh. and let's see. And oh, there's a fire firestorm guy, fire uh, human torch, face, no, mm-hmm. human torch, not yeah. firestorm. So there you go. And you know they just like, yeah, I don't know. They're, I mean, I'm sure they've been around forever. So I won't argue with the comic books people, the enthusiasts that they're well, great. Now but they haven't always been around because uh, there's big controversy lately. They what? just recently returned to comics. Well, because Sony Studios owned Fantastic Four and the X Men. And Marvel Comics had all their other movie properties under their own umbrella. And so they, uh, or was it Fox? One of the two, Fox or Sony, owned them. Anyway, the comics stopped publishing Fantastic Four because they couldn't merchandise the movies because they didn't own the movies, right? Oh. So they just stopped publishing them as if they never existed. Well, uh, they've made at least one Fantastic Four movie. Marvel movies hasn't. That was made oh, by the other. That was made awful. by Fox. Yes, they were. Yeah. Except for, uh, what's his face? Chris Evans, Evans played the Human Torch. Brawl. Yes, he, he's really he good at light lighting up the fire. screen, isn't he? <laughs> I see what you did yeah. there. So I'll have to investigate to see if Superman really was the world's best-selling comics magazine. Yes. In well, you know, really, anything I say about comics, just keep in mind that I am no comic expert. I didn't really read them growing up. Very, you know, once in a while I might pick up an issue and just sort of go, uh huh, uh huh. And uh, so I have no expertise behind anything that I say. I would have to say that Superman, as published in 1966. Yes. Reads is a little old-fashioned. It does. For 1966. Yeah. Um, we go to the splash page, and Superman's flying across Metropolis. There are literally snipers on every rooftop firing arrows at him mm-hmm. from rifles. What do we call those? Rifle arrows? Um, dart guns. Arrow guns. Whatever they are. They're guns. Superman's flying... As normal, with the exception of the giant steel box around his right hand. Yes. Like a cone of shame that we put on a dog to keep him from uh-huh. scratching himself. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Only seems, this is over a hand. His hand. Right. It seems that Superman's developed a weakness, and it's in his hand. He's decided to tell the whole world that I have a weakness in my hand. Right. Is that wise, do you think? Well, I thought it was rather stupid. Right. <laughs> I thought the premise of this entire story was stupid. Well, yes. I'd have to agree with you there. Especially the, the uh, movie star gangster turned real gangster premise was <laughs> Gat Gone. Gat Gone. Gat Gone. Gron. Gat Gron. Gat Gron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, movie actor. Yeah. Who, known for playing gangsters, who turns into an actual gangster. We'll get to that in a minute. I have to say, I... I kind of like the drawing. Yeah, it's not bad. It's still, I'm going to still argue that it's a little old-fashioned. Uh, for About a decade earlier? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Pete Costanza is the artist here. Um, the cover is by Kurt Swan. I like Kurt Swan's art a lot. You do. It's much cleaner. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but Pete Costanza, yeah, it's not bad. I like the colors. So I guess I like the coloring. Yeah. Yeah. That, I, I really like the splash page. Colorist is not listed here. Yeah. Splash page is great. 
this next page where Superman's uh, rescuing the rich children idiots. You know, are... I thought that was a bit harsh of Superman to say that. There's that bunch of rich, spoiled teenagers who tried to climb the world's highest peak on a dare. I don't... I. First of all, from what we've come to learn about how difficult it is to climb Mount Everest, right. I, you know, these rich, spoiled teenagers are are climbing on a dare. I, I like the idea that they just, someone dared them to climb Mount Everest, and they're like, yeah, okay, let's go, it, with knapsacks. and yeah, Daypacks. Right, daypacks and just, you know, their windbreaker jackets. They yeah. have no special equipment. But luckily, they are uh, perched on a perfectly formed rock ledge that just holds all four of them. How'd they get that high? Why haven't they frozen to death yet? I don't know. And you know, and it, and it, what is it? He says, um, he his her, their parents. It's a good thing that your parents asked me to check on your trip to Asia. Really? <laughs> what did they just run into him in the grocery? Store? Oh, Superman! Yes. Oh, I knew I'd see you here. Today's, ring, ring, t- ring. today's uh, the special that we always get, special uh, meat day at the uh, at the, the butcher. I know right. that you're always here on Wednesdays at 12. Listen, Superman, I've Superman, taken... Superman, I'm taken, here at the grocery picking up pickled herring for my breakfast. I wonder and, if you'd awfully mind. Babs and Muffins and Trixie and friends have all gone off to climb the Himalayas. They've all been dared to do it. What a lock. <laughs> <laughs> Would you mind checking up on them, darling? Sure, folks. Uh, but he's not going to take any time away from teaching them a lesson. Because they're spoiled. Of course, he does carve a rock into a toboggan. A sled. Do you see that? Uh-huh. It has a front, has a front space and everything. That's, oh. I mean, that checks out. Yeah. Um, I like the idea that you could just rescue someone and shame them at the same time. <laughs> you idiots. Um, tells them to stick to Watusi contests from now on. <laughs> For kicks. Well, that's kind of like when um, when I was a little kid. Uh, I was somewhere between the ages of two and four. Mm-hmm. And I was playing with matches outside of our apartment complex. Uh, that's not going to end well. No, and the apartment complex was, um, was wood. It was one of those okay. garden-style apartments. Yep, uh-huh. And it's getting better. We set... I mean, I was I was not to be left alone. I wasn't even in school. Right. I wasn't even in kindergarten, so I was not even five. And apparently I'd been outside with my friend with matches, and we set the bushes on fire, which then spread to the side of the apartment complex, and they said the apartment complex is on fire. If this is one of those situations where the police come and put the fire out and then tell the three- or four-year-old child how awful things... Uh, could have been. Uh huh. Yeah. I, you Did know, they do that? Well, yeah, I think so. I, 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 it's one of my earliest memories was the fire and and that I got in such terrible trouble and I was so afraid. Sure. Yeah. I blame the friend though. He sounds like no good. His name is Patrick. Yeah. Oh, I could tell already. Yeah. Um, he was he Irish. I don't know. Probably. I don't think what everybody looked like. I just, all I knew is that he was my best friend when I was uh, not even in kindergarten, and I um, got in trouble with him, and I also wanted to be named Patrick. Patrick, if you're listening, we're on to you. I don't even know his last name. Uh, O'Malley, I'll just say. Ah! <laughs> O'Grady. He probably Patrick. had red hair. Oh, Patrick O'Grady. He was a great student. Um, so... I've got itchy, dry arms. I can tell that. I'm sorry. Be sure to moisturize I've extensively. Got winter, winter skin. It's just the worst. Winter time is here. We were making a podcast, uh, a, a cooking episode the other night, and I noticed I kept scratching my arms. Yes. Hey, listeners, you do know that I have a cooking channel on YouTube, Doctor Bob's Kitchen. Uh, we've been doing the Twelve Days of Kitchmas, in which we have a different kitschy recipe every day. It's kind of like Ina Garten's cook, uh, cooking uh-huh. uh, show, but not quite. Only I'm Low, fatter than her. Low production and values. Not friendly. And you I, don't make things for me. You don't say, uh, right. Rob's coming home soon and I want to make him this favorite dish. Right. Rob's coming home from the city this weekend and I'm invited my friends Andrew and Jessica over to have dinner with Rob while his weekend, for his weekend home from the city. Right. That doesn't happen. Never. I make crap, intentionally make crap. <laughs> And don't tell Rob what's in it. So just visit drbob.com, D-O-C-T-O-R-B-O-B-B, 
youtube.com. You'll find all the links to all the videos going back years and years. You have a whole archive to explore. This being our 40th episode. Yes. I am aware that at right at this moment, there are people that are listening to this that are really enjoying this banter back and forth. Yes. And I know of a couple people that are really grinding their teeth, wishing that we would move on to the story. Well, they're going to have to keep grinding, because I've got things to say. <laughs> Ah, it's good to be back with you, Bob. It's good to have you back. Don't go away again. I was so busy. I know. But now you're on vacation for two weeks. I know. And I'm on vacation forever. Not forever. No. I'm sure someone will employ you soon. Let's hope. Okay, so here we go. So uh, in his efforts to rescue the teenagers, he has encountered red kryptonite. Bob, tell us what red kryptonite does to Superman. Red kryptonite, you never know. It affects him in bizarre ways, but only for 24 hours at a time. Oh, okay. So it could make him turn into a lion-headed man. It could uh, make him emit thermonuclear radiation from his eyeballs. Oh, my God. Sure, anything. It could make a, a beard grow, and as you know, uh, his beard is indestructible, so he can't shave it. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, it's not great if you're trying to be Clark Kent. Oh. Right? Yeah. If both Clark Kent and Superman show up with a beard, his mm. secret identity is done for. Mm. Has he ever turned into Lois? Um, you know, like I'd switch genders for 24 hours? No, that would be Pink Kryptonite does that. Really? That doesn't exist. Oh. It did exist in an imaginary story once, and it turned everyone gay. <laughs> um... <laughs> No, but he did turn into a super fat Superman once. Super Borg. Yeah, but I cannot rescue you right now, <laughs> children. I'm fat. <laughs> it turned him into like an insect-headed Superman. Okay. We'll have to see if there's a database online of all the changes Red Kryptonite has. You know what's missing from our podcast right now? Booze? Cocktails, exactly, yes. Five o'clock somewhere. Uh, great Krypton, he exclaims as he goes back to his fortress of solitude in the Arctic. The biophysiological probe shows that the Red K, which always affects me differently, has endangered his life. Yeah. Because it's created a spot of weakness. Similar to the mythic hero Achilles. Achilles. We should say that with our hands like our great Greek dramatists. Achilles! Uh, we have a lovely flashback here narrated by Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Uh, Holy Hannah! It's like the legend of the Greek hero Achilles! That's how Jimmy talks in my books. Yeah. Um, someone is spying on Superman and Jimmy Olsen with binoculars, who also happens to be a trained lip reader. <laughs> that was the best! When Wait he says, till a boss gets an earful of this! <laughs> so I guess criminals just hang out on the rooftops of Metropolis trained you know if i was a lip reader i could get work doing what wanted reading lips trained lip reader must stand outside all day on top of skyscraper and report to crime boss well you wouldn't like that I standing w- outside all day on top of the skyscraper no now could i sit can i have like a lawn chair oh or i'm something? sure yeah i'll do it yeah fine uh but you we'll have just, to read lips heck i could do that mm-hmm. badly say something in silent and i'll read your lips I really want a cocktail right now. Oh my god! I did it! Oh my god! <laughs> You're hired! It's <laughs> the best! Um, do you, should we pause? I don't really want a cocktail no, right now. No, we have to drive later. We can't no, have a cocktail. No, no. I, just thought, I just thought of something funny to say. You you, you just like read that and that's I exactly sure did. what I said. Well, I've been observing your lips for many years now. Oh, oh stop. Uh, shortly, in a projection room in the headquarters of mobster Gat Gron, ex-movie star. Gat's in quotation marks. Is that short for something? Uh, Gat is short for Gatwick. <laughs> really? Gatwick. Gatwick, I believe. No. Yes. I'm Googling it right now. I wish Google played that a song when they were waiting for results to pop up. That would be nice. Gatwick. We have a Gatwick. Uh-huh. Okay. I was right, wasn't I? Well, if that's... You were right, but if that's a common 
like I don't put Bob in quotation marks when I write my name because if it's a common um, if it's a common nickname, nickname for a fuller name right yeah I mean I, I know a, someone named Gat okay I just have a, an issue with unnecessary quotations but when marks. I when I talk to him I don't do my fingers in the air and do air quotes hey right. Gat like that no why because would that, you because that would that would be strange right you know do you, when you write him a letter, do you put his name in quotation nope. marks? Okay, that's my point. Yeah. Okay, I see we're in agreement. <laughs> you see what? We're in agreement. Yes. So um, Gat Gron. Gat Gron. He, he is, um, apparently what he does is he just watches his films. Yep. yep. Films like White Lead and Blazing Guns. As if. That's what one does. Um, right? His name is in quotation marks on every single movie poster also. So maybe that's his thing. I guess. Um, well, it looks like Gat has hired this lip reader for purposes of finding out Superman's secret identity, which is not what he found out. No. He found out something better. He found out that Superman has a weakness through which villains can kill him. He's gonna, he knows just how to spook that super chump into revealing right where he's vulnerable. Uh, did we mention that Gatgron used to be an actor and has now switched to being a real-life mob leader? Apparently his training and yes. experience as a movie actor has made him highly qualified to be a professional mobster. Well, we know that movie actors, in at least in the 1940s, had a broad training regimen. Yes, we do know, we that, know that from, from Captain Cap- Storm comics. Thank you, Captain Storm. Um, Where they would? Do you remember when they would? They they um, spoke in a dialect that yeah. In, what the, was it? Not like fake Chinese. Fake Chinese in yeah. such a way to confuse the Chinese. Yes, or the Japanese. The, Japanese. Japanese. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> now I have to wonder if and karate. The actors knew karate. <laughs> Just thinking of all the ridiculous things the actors knew. I have to wonder if being a mobster is actually more uh, a better work. living. It's more work, certainly, but it, does it provide a better living than being a Hollywood actor? In this comic, yes. Yeah, but well, okay. it was one of those moments that I, when I read this, I thought, "Oh, I don't know if I can buy this." Ex- exactly. Groan uh, is it. So Superman is making his patrol of Metropolis. Mm-hmm. He's flying. Luckily, by a shoe store, which has a sign out front with a giant graphic shoe. Thunk. As they used to do in the old days when the people couldn't read. They just had giant symbols on the outsides of stores. Right? Yes. An arrow hits the heel of the giant shoe. With a ribbon attached to it, with printing. Attached that says, get the message, Superman. Great guns. He immediately deduces. It can only mean that someone has figured out that I have an Achilles heel. They fired the arrow into his heel, into the heel, to scare him. Yes. A little later, he is flying by an inflatable version of him. Uh-huh. With, with a sign on the front of the, of the inflatable, of the, of the Superman uh, balloon. Right. That says, see the special display at the Superman Museum, and... Someone has shot an arrow into its heel where it is leaking air. Um, so he's really getting the message right. everywhere he goes. So he decides to call a press conference. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As one does when yeah. one has an injury. Of course. Superman standing atop a building with searchlights shining upon him with a steel box over his right hand. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately all the crooks watching on television... Realize that that must be his weak spot. Because Gatbron has a movie role he can reference. Just when he played the part of the brilliant criminal outlaw in that old movie, Crime Mastermind. Uh, so everyone's gathering at Metropolis Stadium for Superman's... No, what are they gathering for? Uh, the, the, it's, just, it's the annual All-Star game. Oh, of course. Into which Gatbron releases Lions... As one does during the football right. game. Well, he wants to stir up trouble. Mm-hmm. So, look out, Lions, everybody. I think Lions would be more frightened of football 
action, the well, men should be of the lions. You never know. They've just gone from their quiet cage to being put into a stadium. Right. I think you're right on that one, Bob. They, they, they certainly wouldn't uh, um, come out and start singing and dancing. Hello, my baby. Hello, Hello my darling. Hello, Hello my, my ragtime gal. gal. Plus, these are two male lions yes. who don't do any work at all. No. The, the, they just lay on the ground while the females do all the work. Yeah. And they come from a 1960s zoo, so they literally are just in a cement floor with a cage or with right. bars around it. Uh, so they really enjoyed just lolling around on the grass of the football field. But they're dangerous, and uh, Superman swoops in sure. to get them, and uh, who is it? My scheme worked. On patrol, Superman spotted the lions we stole from the zoo and swooped down to get them. Uh, but he'll have to take off that box in order to carry both cats. Right. And but that's when I'll shoot him with this poison arrow gun. Well, Superman outsmarts them. He picks up one of the lions and encircles the other in a fiery ring. So how are they going to resume the game when there's a fiery r- a ring of fire on the field? Also, that's a lot of landscaping that's going to have to be redone, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, some poor Thanks, schlub's going to have to be done. Thanks a lot. Uh, so Superman carries the lions off one at a time. Mm-hmm. This is what I don't like. What? Later, back at Gron's hideout, down at the bottom of the right yeah. place in the corner there. Um, Gosh, boss, it must have been humiliating for Superman to outwit you so easily. You, Hollywood's great symbol of the racketeer. And he says, next time it will be different. Wait, I just got a brainstorm. Superman's sharp. So sharp that he might be bluffing. Brainstorm is a term that he decided to use. Brainstorm. That's not a brainstorm. That's just an idea. Okay. <laughs> A brainstorm is a, a moment of incredible clarity, right? And he's, this is just a guess, not a brainstorm. Right. Just a hunch. Uh-huh. I like that we keep getting movie posters throughout. Glorious Hoodlum, one of the movies. Life in the Rackets. So he really he's made a career of glamorizing the king of criminals. King of gangland. Uh, maybe the iron box is a decoy to throw us off. Could be his left hand is really vulnerable. Hmm. Uh, this is our chance, boss. Superman calls press conference. Superman calls press conference. Man, I still to explain box on hand. Extreme, extreme. So, expectantly, the reporters gather at the Rivoli Theater to hear Superman's statement. First of all, how much time has gone by? Because red kryptonite only affects you for 24 hours. Apparently, this is all happening very quickly. Well, we've already gone through one night, and this is the next day. Doesn't make sense, does it, Bob? No. Is it, or would you say it doesn't scan? It's uh, a betrayal of comic book logic. How about that? Yeah. Uh, so, he's holding the press conference to explain why he's wearing a steel box in his right hand. I, he could have just disappeared for 24 hours. Yeah, hello. You just go to Africa or Antarctica or something. He's Go see his, the rhinos. Right. Call in Supergirl Crypto. By the way. What? Well, you probably don't know. There's a new streaming service, a DC Comics television streaming service, which has DC Comics programs mm-hmm. on it. One of which is Teen Titans. It doesn't look very good from what I've seen. But they're introducing Superboy and Crypto. The Superdog? Live action Crypto the Superdog, yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. I don't think Peter's going to like that very much. Why not? He's a super dog. Hmm. What do they have to do with it? Well, you know, sometimes animals can get hurt in these filmings. But he's a super dog. Not in real life. I'm sure it's CGI. Oh. It's fine. Peter has better things to do than sit around their television sets anyway. I have no response for that. Thank you. Let's move on. Okay. The criminals burst into the news conference. Shooting Superman's left hand, Bing. which Bing. is pointless because that's not where his weakness is. Bing. <laughs> that's what, that's the sound that it makes. They shoot it. Bing. Now they keep shooting at him, his chest, his head, back of his neck. Anything. Bing, bing, bing zip, zing, zap. Bing, bing. And this is what it sounds like when they hit him. <laughs> that's good. I'm just dropping pencils on the desk. It's like oh. a radio drama. Yeah. After darkness falls... Here, it's been at least 24 hours now. Yeah. Uh, they are headed for the Pylon restaurant. The criminals are headed for the Pylon restaurant in a helicopter. That helicopter looks suspicious. It doesn't... 
looks like yeah. it would actually stay up. The propellers are so small. It looks like a bath a bath toy helicopter. <laughs> it does. Um, so the Pylon restaurant looks something like the Space Needle in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, firing a welding torch at the base of the Pylon restaurant so it's going to snap off if it's... And they're weakening the steel. Tower, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, inside, Superman and Lois Lane are here for the news award banquet. And she looks so worried. Well, she should and be. She says, good grief, is the whole building dancing the jerk? <laughs> Some nice topical reference. Oh, yeah. Uh, Superman is forced to remove his hand from the box to repair the pylon. I imagine it's been stuck in that steel box. It's pretty sweaty. Yeah. So they fire an arrow at his right hand. He screams in agony. So what is he doing with that? When when what is he doing with that steel building? He's not using his his heat vision. No, he's using his hands at super fast. So what's he doing? Like like no, he's uh, welding it together or using with his, friction with, with friction friction welding. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. Yeah, he's uh, using super pressure to meld the pieces back together. You it are making right, this up. Mine says right there. It'll take super pressure of both hands to fuse it together again. So it's just you know. That. Okay. Makes sense to me. Sure, it scans scientifically sound. Superman screams in agony and falls to the ground, uh, dead on the ground. Lois and Jimmy, inconsolable, sobbing over his body. Yeah, that's awful. He's yeah. dead. Uh, Jimmy and Lois agree to take care of the body. The end. See you next week, everybody. Uh, next morning, Gat's gang celebrates the death of Superman. The morning after they kill Superman, yep. the crooks gather and are drinking mimosas and toasting Gat Gron's success. Uh, so, <laughs> this reminded me of a quote by Ernest Hemingway. Oh, go on. I drink to make other people more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's a poster behind Gat of his film, You Can't Beat the Law, <laughs> through which Superman bursts, alive. Through, right right there. That's a nice image, yeah. It is. Like him bursting right through. Well, he is the law, isn't he? can't beat the law. Yeah. Now, are they drinking champagne? Uh, because I thought they were drinking martinis, but they have it one bottle like of champagne. Yeah. yeah. Maybe it's just like bathtub gin or something. Mm. They are gangsters. So it seems that Superman had actually been wearing a flesh-colored glove. <laughs> Over his right hand, and that's what the arrow stuck in. He could have just said, I caught the arrow well, and fell. it had to look like it was stuck in his hand, though. Okay. Because it was a poison arrow. Then, a pretending death, I hid out till the red K effect wore off, which it would have worn off yesterday. Yesterday but sometime, but... Never mind. Mm. Uh, so, it turns out the gag is Superman's weakness actually was in his ankle. In his heel. Right in his heel. A literal Achilles heel. He used the misdirection of the steel case around his hand to fool the criminals. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. The end. Well, he wrapped them all up in tablecloths and took them to prison, didn't he? Yeah, and good thing they get to, uh, Gat gets to watch his own movies in prison. Yeah. Look at the bottom there. Yep, Scooter is coming. Scooter is coming. I can't still, wait to see Scooter. Scooter is still coming. Well, how much? How many comics have we read? Really, I mean, it's the fortieth episode, but we've yeah. got there are five hundred comics to get through. Yeah, and we're doing a one-year period. Right. I don't know when oh, Scooter will get God, here. God, that's a lot. I know. We're going to be here for ten years. At least our student loans will be paid off by the time we're done. I hope we both live that long. Me too. Hey, here's another story. Hello, Target Target Superman. Superman. They said it couldn't be done, Manuel, but I did it. I put my daughter right in the arms of Superman. And that's just the beginning. Before I'm done, my money will buy Dolores the best, handsomest, strongest husband in the world, Superman. What can you buy for the girl who has everything? Dolores Rivera is the richest, most beautiful girl in South America. Jewels, yachts, expensive furs. This Latin beauty has all that wealth... All that wealth... 
This Latin beauty has all that wealth can give. Then, one day, her husband... Nope, that's not right. No, her doting her father. Her doting father decides to top it off by buying her the best husband in the world. The mighty Man of Steel. Don't laugh, because Papa Riviera has a super weapon. Uh, has a super weapon. Dot, dot, dot. I'm sorry, I'm not really good at reading these cold, am I? No. Money! And its mighty force is aimed straight at... Target! Superman! Well, I can uh, finish this story right now, because I can tell you that Superman's not going to be bought. He can never be bought. The end. I have a problem with the next panel, the next left panel. Superman is playing his robot self. His robot yes. creation. Superman's playing a game of chest. 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 He's <laughs> <laughs> playing a game of chess. Same game of chess with his robot XM21. Yeah. He's the most advanced super robot ever built. Super robot. But I'll just deactivate you until I need you. Yep. Okay, beep, master. Beep, beep, beep. Sounds I have a problem good. with them wearing lead blindfolds. Well, so they can't cheat. They're cheated what? Chess. Well, whatever. So what? No, no. Listen, they're playing super chess, right? Which right. is a chessboard that extends around the it's room. It's like a ring-shaped chessboard that's all around them. Well, do they have to be? Do they have to feel their way around the board? Do you understand what I'm saying? Like they actually have to actually have to see where the pieces are in order to play, right? Well, sure, if you're a non-super, you can play that way, but this is just an extra level of challenge because you have to feel the piece, figure out what it is, then figure out how many squares it can move. Sense the squares because you can't see them. It's like playing trombone. You just have to know where to go. I, just... This is stupid. <laughs> this is super stupid. Yeah, it doesn't it really make a lot is. of sense. That's why they're blindfolded. I mean, I, what they're doing is trying to reference the fact that he has x-ray vision. Great. Well, uh-huh. that's nice. But you need your eyes to play chess. You know what else is stupid? I mean, if we were playing cards, right? and 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 they didn't want to cheat and see through the cards, uh-huh. then I get that. that they can okay. make the cards of lead. Uh-huh. But you actually need your eyes to play chess. <laughs> right. But not super chess. I don't think you understand what super chess is. You, you know what else is stupid? You don't think I understand what super chess is? You know, you know what? No, do you? I know it's a stupid game. Have we ever played chess? Uh, we've never had the 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 time. time. Well, we have played cribbage. I've I never played cribbage with you. Never. 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 You won't play with me. Oh my god! I'm a well-known cheater. You know what else is stupid? What? I just built a super advanced robot that can do everything I can do, but I'm going to deactivate it and go do all those things. Beep, Hell burp, no. Burp. I'm going to send the robot out to do all the crap, and I'm going to sit home and watch TV. <laughs> F that. Now, oh. here we go. We can tell we're in the 60s. because Do you tell sudden... that to your, to your people when you're uh, interviewing for a job? Yeah, I do tell you... them that I'm actually, you know, I'm here for the interview, but I'm going to actually be sending a super advanced robot in to the office. And I'm going to, to stay at home and watch TV. And I'm going to sit on my ass and watch TV. Yeah. Oh. Okay, that explains a lot. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, in fact, I'll probably just send the robot to the interview. Would you? Um, okay, so I do know what Candor is. Okay? Yes, the bottled a... city of Candor, I... shrunken by Brainiac and Captain Superman's Fortress of Solitude. I don't understand what they want him to do. Uh... They want Superman to attend their celebration. So does he have to shrink himself down to go attend the celebration? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, this is something I never understood. The people of Kandor, who were shrunken along with their city, mm-hmm. apparently can grow to normal size because they can leave the bottle and come and help Superman. Thank you. So why would they continue to live in their tiny city? I don't know. In a bottle. I have to do some research. Um, it might be that they can only grow temporarily. Because oh. if they can grow permanently, why not just grow the whole damn city and stick it there right next to his fortress of solitude? Well, or throw them on a different planet. I'll tell you why. Because then you'd have a planet full of super-powered Kryptonians and all of them would not be good like Superman. You want that on your conscience? Wait, these are all Kryptonians? Yeah, there's Kandor. The city of Kandor is from Krypton. They have to live in. They have to live in a bell jar in, inside his fortress of solitude. They have to. Well, apparently they do. I don't. I don't know if they can grow permanently or just temporary. Sometimes they come out of the bottle to help Superman, and they stay tiny. But because they're I, Kryptonian, they have superpowers. I bet Super Warfare Chuck is just 
grinding his teeth right now, wanting to correct us on this. Listen, I know a lot about Superman. Can mm-hmm. I just call him Super Work French Hook or Former Work French You said Super Work French I meant to say Former Work French I'm sure he'll appreciate, but... Yeah. Um, anyway, the point is... Yes? There's a super... A look-alike squad living in Candor. Each member is a double of one of Superman's friends in the outer world. In emergencies, they leave Candor to assist me. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this is probably the first appearance of the lookalike squad, probably never mentioned before and never mentioned again. I wish we had a lookalike squad. Well, that's where... Thinner versions of ourselves. Right. That's where a super robot situation could come in handy. Could we build a robot? I'm sure we could. I don't know what it would look like. Probably like... Something like Conky from um, from Pee Wee's Big Pee Wee's Playhouse. I do see here that the lookalike squad has appeared before. So, oh, uh, last appeared in Superman's Pal Jim Nielsen number eighty three. Where'd you find that? I'm on uh, the excellent website Mike'sAmazingWorld.com. He has exhaustive cataloging of every comic book that's ever appeared. Wow, essentially. Okay. Yeah, it's fantastic. He cool. has a podcast too. Cool. cool Check cool. that out. Um. So the lookalike squad. Uh, Let's get back into, into the story here. <sighs> Snore, honk, <laughs> snee, honk, snee. So Superman, unfortunately, will have to miss the anniversary party. Okay, here we go. Yes, okay. Uh, what is the anniversary of? I guess it's the anniversary of the lookalike squad. Or maybe it's the anniversary of Candor being shrunken. They have an an, they have an anniversary party. It must be maybe someone's retiring <laughs> from the lookalike squad. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. Good luck, lookalike Barry White. <laughs> so back to Metropolis. Superman yeah. switches to Clark Kent, Daily yep. Planet reporter. Yep, yep. And Clark is now being assigned to Pier Fo- rush down to Pier Fourteen, where Senor Jose Rivera's yacht is Riviera. Oh, Rivera. Rivera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rivera brought his daughter, Dolores, with him. Dolores. If what I've heard about her fiery temper is true, she's an assignment all by herself. Don't cry for me. Uh, So, interesting. Lois was assigned to this story, but Mm -hmm. now Clark Kent has been assigned to cover the man's angle. Mm -hmm. Because everyone knows a woman reporter can't cover every angle of a story. Well, (laughs) you know how fishwifey they can be. I know. Is, it, is this the issue where she's going to uh, get a News Hen Award? <laughs> yes! Isn't it? Yes, I yes. think so. I love the, the, uh, the, what I don't know what a News Hen is, but I, I well, kind of thought... Well, it's not complimentary, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I read that and I just thought, oh, my goodness, that's not nice. Um, so this uh, this daughter, Dolores, yeah. she has a witch's temper. Uh, yes. I'll just be Lois Lane for a minute. Okay. They say she's hard to please. Headstrong with a witch's temper. Now, Lois, <laughs> you're a modern gal. Mm-hmm. You're not going to stand up for your sisters, especially one from south of the border. She's had a hard life growing up, I'd imagine. Rich or not, it's still South America. Mm. I wonder if she'll make a statement. She sure will. She's going to slap Clark Kent. <laughs> camera right break out of his hands. It, break it right there. No statements, no interviews, no pictures. Out of my way. Smack. Papa, please pay them for the damage. Mm. What arrogance. They think money can pay for anything. Mm. This isn't going to end well. Later in Rivera's hotel suite. I want to say Riviera all the time. I know. Later in Rivera's hotel suite. Extra, extra, Superman to build indoor pool and playground and hospital. Did you not love this? Yes. Next day, uh, Rivera heads down. (laughs) I don't understand. The newspaper said Superman was going to build an indoor pool and playground, but this equipment is all outdoors. There must be some mistake. (laughs) Fake news. Uh, Stand back, though, everyone. Here comes Superman with a giant glass dome (laughs) to set over the entire operation. (laughs) Just glass dome. What's going to happen if the kids are in there all day at the children's hospital? <laughs> They'll bake. <laughs> well, it'll kill all the germs, though. <laughs> uh, what a man, Rivera thinks. He'll make a splendid husband for my Dolores. 
I must speak to him. Look at this. No sooner is that glass dome set in place and these kids are jumping in the pool. These, yeah. these very muscular, ill children <laughs> from the hospital. Good God. I saw a thing. What? There was like a baby bodybuilder. His father forced him to bodybuild from the age of toddlerhood. Okay. It, it looks freaky. Oh. You should Google it. Okay. And I'll pass on that. And he's all grown up now. He's normal. So it's fine. Does he hate his father? Yes. <laughs> of course he does. <laughs> um, like Get out there and lift weights. Senor Superman, my name is Rivera. I, how's my accent? I'd like you to perform at the press party. Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. At the press party, I'm giving for my giving for my <laughs> oh, daughter. No. <laughs> <laughs> Senor Superman, my name is Rivera. I'd like you to perform at the press party. I'm gi- <laughs> I'm giving for my daughter. Uh, name your fee. Twenty thousand, fifty thousand. The multi-millionaire. I've heard about you. Sorry, you can't buy my services at any price. I told you that at the beginning of the story. Can't be bought, eh? Uh, I like a man of character. I'll tell you the real reason I want you to meet my daughter. It's because you're the most eligible bachelor in the world. You want me to marry your daughter? How ridiculous can you get? But <laughs> Superman, at least agree to meet Dolores. She is the richest, most beautiful girl in South America. Forget it, senor. I'm not coming to your daughter's party. He flies away. That was the sound of that. Hey, we did a little drama there. We did, didn't we? Next day at the party. Oh, I guess it's the same day. Yeah. Superman refused to go to the party. Why? Because Clark Kent's already going to be there. He can't be in two places at one time. Or one place with two people at the same time. Look at her. Look at her uh, silhouette. Uh-huh. <laughs> silhouette. That's an hourglass figure if I ever saw one. She's probably got a 36, 24, 36. Uh, it's more like 48, 17, <laughs> 36. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, she apologizes for her behavior with the press yesterday. You would forgive me, no? No. 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 Oh. <laughs> well. Uh, she's sweet-talking Clark Kent now. Yeah. Uh, Clark goes right for the jugular. Here's my question. Do you think your wealth can buy everything? Ooh. No. Mr. Kent, money can't buy love. Aww. You intrigue me. Come, let us continue our discussion in private. Well, she must think he's adorkable. Dorkable. Some girls go for those nerdy types. Um, he thinks that she's behind this getting Superman as a husband. She has nothing to do with it. It's all her father. Right? Right. Um, father is outraged that she's showing interest in Clark Kent, who's a nobody. Well, he's a Pulitzer Prize winning reporter, but point taken. Um, there's hap- happily... There's a contest going on in the Daily Planet. Win a date? What is it? Last days of the contest. Who will be the lucky girl who, oh, win, who wins a week with a Superman? Week with Superman as an escort for a week. That's a big deal. Uh-huh. It's not that kind of escort, everybody. Don't get any ideas. This is 1966. Right. It's just normal. They're just going to go to a dance, things like that. I like that the uh, advertising for the contest... As a girl. Has Superman arm in arm with a headless woman. <laughs> she it's it's a I mean she's got she's got an entire body yeah. except for a head and a giant question mark where her head should be. And where her face should be. Committed to this uh, marketing because in one picture in the newspaper it's a smartly dressed career gal with a with blouse. a button up blouse. Yeah. On another poster it's a gal in an evening gown. Mm-hmm. So they went all out. That's not cheap printing giant posters like that in color. No. Uh, Perry White gets a call from Dolores. Don't you just love the the pose with her right hand mm-hmm. on her chest, clutching? She's she's clutching Clutch her, her pearls. She's got. Uh, have an you ever idea heard that? Have you ever heard that saying? That's a single handed clutch. And when, uh-huh. someone, when someone says something especially traumatizing, you go, oh, it's a double clutch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she offers an exclusive interview to Clark Kent. She's trying to get him into her mm-hmm. quarters. Uh, yes, Mr. White. 
I find Clark Kent the most charming. Oh, that's that's the wrong kind of accent. Right. Yeah, sorry. Uh, yep. She's a schemer. So, gulp. Clark has a date with Dolores set up now because his editor insists. But he also has to be on television at the same time to greet the winner of the Planet's Charity Fund contest. What's he gonna do? Have we gotten to the, the silent ventriloquism whispering yet? <laughs> no, is it, I don't know if it's ventriloquism. It's like the silent supersonic whispering. Um, <laughs> That's coming on the next page, I think. So Dolores wins the contest because her father bought 10,000 10, tickets. tickets with her name on them. No, 10,000 tickets and then told the stooge that he wants her to make sure that her name appears on every one of them before right. he turns them in. So someone, I pictured when I was reading this in my mind, that there was a whole team full of people all sitting down with their own pile of tickets writing her name on them. Right, like, uh, who's the girl in Charlie, uh, not Charlie Chaplin, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Her the rich girl. Ver- Veruca? Veruca? Veruca Salt. And her father hires the whole factory workers to yes. open the candy bars. Uh, so Clark's date is cancelled now God where are we we're at the bottom of the page Ugh, <laughs> it's moving forward could we fast forward any of this <laughs> I'm trying <laughs> so Superman uh, has to greet her as the winner and Clark has to cover the story he's still at a pickle because he's going to have to be in the same place as two different people yeah how will he do it Bob well, he's going to do the old robot routine. Mm-hmm. But first, he's going to stop at the South Pole to drill tunnels underneath the ice cap so scientists could go back and forth without going out into the freezing wind. Oh, That's nice. my God. I must have fallen asleep while reading this. Why? <laughs> I never saw this page. I'm always glad to help out on a government project. I took. I was dozing, and I finished reading this story, and then I sent you a text and said, taking a quick cat, cat nap. Right. So, I don't ever remember seeing this. Meanwhile, Dolores has found out that her father's scheming to get her married to Superman. And she's going to have her own revenge. Oh, she's that gonna... makes such sense now. He, what? <laughs> well, just how the story develops later on. I, it sort of took a turn when, you know, in between my nap and, and such. And I, uh, or whatever, I guess I was dozing off while I was reading this. Oh, okay. And I was like, what happened? And then I just didn't care at this point. <laughs> I... Because it's kind of a stupid story. Right. Yeah. Uh, so Superman returns to Metropolis. He finds out that Dolores has left the studio, so she can't be greeted as the winner of the contest. So Superman flies off to find her, gets to her apartment. Oh, it's you, Superman. I was expecting Clark Kent. This is the page I picked back up on. Uh, hey, buddy. Hey, you. Hello. Hey, butler. But uh, Dolores still wants to meet Clark. She sure does. So Superman has to tell her that Clark will be at the studio. He super ventriloquists. That's it. Masking his lips with a fur coat, Superman sends a whispered message via super ventriloquism far to the north. Uh, far to the north, Superman summons, penetrates into his Arctic fortress. Superman calling robot. Wait, I'm going to try to do it ventriloquism. Sutherland calling Robot XN21. I order you into action at once. You have to do that. Whisper. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Sutherland So imagine you're Dolores, and Superman's there about to put your fur coat on you, and all you hear is this. XM21, you are to report to the TV studios in Metropolis at once, wearing a Clark Kent costume and assume my Clark Kent identity. Aye, aye, master. <laughs> my, master <laughs> my master, Superman, calls me at once. I must obey. At once, at once. So here we get to the st- studio. There's XM21, dressed as Clark Kent. Yep. Uh, how about giving Superman a kiss, Miss Rivera? I'll be happy to oblige. Sure. There's Lois and Lana standing by. Now, are, is Lois in love with Superman at this point? Yes. yes okay. And Lana... Lana was his uh, teenage girlfriend. Okay. And... Superman's or, or Clark Kent's? Well, Superboy's. Uh, Superboy's. Yes. Teenage girlfriend, okay. Um, 
but she now is an adult and she still is after Superman. Okay. Yeah, she and Lana are like the Betty and Veronica of Metropolis. Mm. Only Lana's the evil one. Yes, because she has dark hair. No, Lana has red hair. Oh, I'm. So- yes, of course. That doesn't make sense. No, Lois is I, the Betty. That, I mean, it doesn't make sense in the in the in the comic book world. Usually, the the, the worst right. women have darkest hair. Unless red hair trumps all. Does it? Redheads, yeah. Ooh. Just like your childhood friend Patrick. Redheads are no good. <laughs> Nice tie in there, Bob. Holy hat, the home viewer says. Dolores is giving Superman the brush off for Clark Kent. Um, what are you doing, dog? He's scratching the floor. Oh. Yeah. It's it's dinner time for him. Superman is jealous of his own robot. God, part two of this part story. Part two, the irresistible Clark Kent. So Clark is or rather we should say robot XM twenty one. So we think. Mm-hmm. Don't give it away. They're in Dolores' apartment. She lands a big smack on his lips. Clark, I'm tired of being interviewed. Let's talk about you for a change. Uh, Do you have any girlfriends? Oh. Do any of them ever kiss you like this? I wonder whether she'd kiss me if she knew I wasn't the real Clark Kent. Hmm. Gulp. Um... <laughs> now we have a little montage of Superman carving uh, coral reef pictures. Okay, so next day at the opening of the submarine gardens, yeah. Superman is carving a statue of coral rock yeah. using Dolores Rivera as his model. So I have seen coral, and when you carve it with your hands like Superman is doing, mm-hmm. it just creates a giant cloud of dust in the water. Well, he's likely using his super breath uh, or super suction power to suck all the dust out of the water somehow. I, uh, they should have had him just... I, well, they should have explicitly eyes. laid that out. Yeah. Used his heat vision to do it, like when he carved his name into the graduation plaque? Yes, exactly. Uh, I wonder if his heat vision works underwater, though. Of course it does. It works anywhere. He's uh, Superman. Well, yes, but... Um, then, then uh, Dolores Rivera decides that she's going to talk to these two gals. Yeah, Lois, Lois and Lana. And Lana. Mm-hmm. May I ask you a personal question? Mm-hmm. Is either one of you in love with Clark Kent? <laughs> Clark? He's sweet, <laughs> but... I've never had more than a few dates with him, Lana says, since we went to high school together. Then, will you release him? <laughs> <laughs> Please release Clark. Let him go. And Lois says... Release him? Of course. We never had any hold on him. And then a giant question mark overhead, like from this. Both, a, a joint question mark from both of their heads. What does oh. it look like in your face when you do this? Like this? Like this. <laughs> you just <did> dead eyes. <laughs> uh, oh, that's great. So she's heading off with Clark in a roadster. That's strange, Lois thinks. According to the schedule published in the Daily Planet, she's supposed to have lunch with Superman today. Wouldn't that be nice to uh, just have your schedule published? I suppose you can go wait outside and see Superman fly in with Miss Rivera um, having lunch at the what the, the Brown Derby. As you know, I used to work for a government agency. Yes. And they would publish the uh, president's and the vice president's schedule every morning in the daily briefing. It's exciting reading, really. Is that true? Yeah. Wow. President's schedule is kind of empty most of the time. Is it? No schedule events. Um, so she's off with Clark. I imagine the vice president had lots of things that would start yes, with prayer. Know, just prayer like, breakfast, prayer, prayer lunch, breakfast prayer this, prayer that. Know, uh, Penance things. <laughs> lunch with mother. <laughs> um, so this is the fake Clark, remember. Mm. Superman is tra- trailing them. Dolores talks fake Clark into taking them for a country drive. Uh, she admits that Superman bores her. What's her objective here? I've forgotten. This, remember that one page I didn't see? I dozed right. off. Oh, what was her she's objective? Now, she's trying to teach her father a lesson. So she's definitely pursuing... Uh, her father she, believes she's pursuing Clark, Clark Kent. Yes. She exactly. has no interest in either Superman or Clark Kent. So she runs into the restaurant to cancel her date with Superman. Superman flies down and... Accosts the fake Clark and says, Go back to the fortress. Hurry before she gets back. Uh, 
I'll follow your orders this time, Superman, but there's something we'll have to settle later. That's <laughs> probably what his voice sounds like. Uh, she comes out of the restaurant. Superman uh, kidnaps her, so that's cool. That scoops her up into the air, flies into the air. Yeah. Um, she imagines what might have happened if Clark had stood up for himself and punched Superman. She got a smirk at her face, too. Yeah. I think she's really falling for Clark. Mm. Um, she gets back to her father and says, tell Superman I don't want to see him anymore. Just then, Clark arrives. She's also clutching her pearls again. Yep. Now, here comes the real deal. Superman now arrives and accosts fake Clark and says, Kent, I've warned you before. You better leave quietly. Superman tries to foul up his circuits with his x-ray vision. That doesn't work. Has no effect on him. And he says, um, my x-rays aren't penetrating the robot's air skin, with quotes, skin. Right. Because it's fake skin. Because yeah. it's robot. Next thing, Clark Kent punched Superman through the wall. Pow! Right through the wall. Ye gods! Where did he get the strength to hit me like that? Well... That's, I have a question about that. Because I thought the purpose of having a Superman robot was that he would be as strong as Superman. And Superman seems surprised that he has the strength to punch him. Doesn't he? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I really want to stay in with this story. Clark. I, really, I, I want to yeah. believe everything uh-huh. that's happening. Okay. I, I, you lost me a while ago <laughs> at, you know, like 12 pages ago where she's still dating these, these characters. You didn't really lose me. You just sort of like, it was. I, I had to push on to the end. Okay, yeah. well done. <laughs> uh, Clark, I'm, I'm doing air quotes. Clark. Clark, right. Uh, throws a fur coat at Dolores, swoops her up in his arms and flies. Flies out away. Flies the window. out the window. Clark, darling, you can fly too. So he flies Dolores to the Fortress of Solitude. And reveals that he is not actually a robot XM21. He's a member of Candor. He is the Voldon, yeah. the Clark Kent double of the look-like squad from Candor. Um, he wants to marry Dolores and take her to live in Candor forever. She doesn't want to live in a glass bottle either. No. No way. Like an insect, a germ? No, it's not possible. Life in Candor is not for me. You must forget our romance and take me back to Metropolis. And as a gentleman, he does. Yes, good for him. Not like a kidnapper Superman. Just then, Superman arrives just in time to hear everything. Later, when Valdon returns to the fortress, Superman's there working on Robot X-21. Let me explain, Superman. Page. When you superventriloquisted your <laughs> robot, I overheard, and uh, it just so happened that an aurora was affecting the monitor circuit and the robot as well. I must obey at once, at once. So Voldon has a lexophone there in Candor with which he can observe uh, all events in time and space. God, Lex Luthor's made a lot of money off that lexophone. You bet he has. I hope he patented it. And that's when he emerged from Candor and fell in love, became insanely jealous of Superman, thus leading to the punch. Sorry about that punch, Superman. No harm done. The end. Well, okay. Um, I have a problem. Yeah. Parachuting into Candor. Yeah. He can fly. Well, so within Candor, uh, Candor mimics the atmosphere and sun of Krypton. Okay. So when they get into the bottle, they don't have powers. So he, that's why he has to parachute. You're shaking your head. Superman has telescopic vision. Uh-huh. He can see around the Earth to see... That she's leaving on her yacht, surrounded by her admirers. Um, yes. So he basically has a lexophone built into his, into his into head. his eyeballs. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's that's a thing. Yeah. 
It's no. a thing when they need it to be. Okay. Because I can, so I can understand story. him being able to drill down with his vision into seeing, you know, like fibers of, of, of drywall, mm-hmm. you know, or, or the, the very space between bricks. Mm-hmm. But being able to just sort of look off to the distance and see around the bending of the earth to a very specific location. Right. That's a thing that, yeah. that he does. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> uh, You're okay with that? I have to be, because I'm presented with the evidence in the text, and that's all I have to go on. Okay. It's not a physics textbook. Uh, but what's this? Valdon will get married someday to a lovely Kandorian charmer, and his son will be named Varn. Varn. Well, I don't care. Of Candor. See Superboy number 118. I'm not going to go look and see what happens. Do we ever get any episode, or rather any uh, comic book um, uh, issues that take place inside Candor? Um, yes. I don't know uh, if there's a go-go check issue, but so Superman and Jimmy Olsen actually had a series of adventures where they would travel to Candor and they became Nightwing and Flamebird who were sort of the Batman and Robin of Kandor. Because Superman doesn't have any superpowers in Kandor? Right, correct. Okay. And then uh, later, two other characters took over the identities of Nightwing and Flame Bird. And also, I believe there was a backup series of stories in Superman comics in the 70s, which were like Tales of Kandor. Hmm. So yes, is the answer to your question. Interesting. Really? No. Okay. <laughs> no, you did answer my question. I appreciate that. And that that's just that's knowledge you had it tucked away in your brain. Sure. Comic book knowledge. Um, there is... You know so much about comics. I know. Not as much as some people, but I like to pretend I do. And there is... Um, there's a Superman emergency squad, which is all, you know, Kandorians who will fly out of the bottle and help Superman. Remaining at tiny size. Fly out of the bottle? Yeah. In fact, have we not seen a Kandorian a Superman emergency squad in one issue? I think we have. I don't know, but you said fly out of the bottle. What? I don't get it. He just parachuted into the bottle. Right. They take a rocket ship up to the top of the bottle. Are you kidding me? Crawl out onto the rim, and then when they're outside the bottle, they have superpowers, and then they can fly. Did you just make that up? No. That's crazy. Uh... And I think there's a Supergirl emergency squad also. Wow. Yeah. I hope we get to see that before we're done. I think actually we will in the Supergirl 80-page giant that's coming up. How will we have the time to cover that? You're off all next week, and I'm unemployed. We've nothing but time. (laughs) Well, that's all for this week. That was fun. Don't forget to uh, welcome back. Thank you. Don't forget to check out the 12 Days of Kitchmas at DodgerBob.com and... Uh, don't forget to rate and review our podcast wherever you receive your podcast downloads from. And we'll be back next week. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye.